We're here starting your day right with Marketing Espresso, your marketing caffeine hit of the day. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. As always, I am so incredibly grateful that you've chosen to listen to this podcast. I'm super aware that there are so many podcasts out there. So when I see how many downloads I get a week on this one, I'm so grateful. And if you haven't already, tell your friends, tell your family, tell whoever the hell you think could get something out of this podcast, because that is the point of it. Spread the love, spread the marketing inspiration. Like let's all become the best damn marketers we can be, right? <laughs> um, I hope that you're well this week. I hope that you're having a fab week and it's kicked off well. And, you know, you're drinking a really good coffee because there's nothing worse. One of my least favorite things in the world is ordering a coffee and it's a bit shit. I think in 2022, we need to only be drinking good coffee. And I hope that this episode now comes out in 2022 because <laughs> I'm aware that it may not because we only have so many weeks and you guys know that I batch. But if it doesn't, 2023, we need even better coffee, okay? There is no excuse for poor coffee anymore. That's all I'm saying. So today I have the amazing Debbie O'Connor back on the show. I'm so excited to bring her to you again. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I highly encourage you to go back and find it. It was a goodie and even I took so much out of it. So, you know, I think Debbie brings so much. She brought so much to the last episode. She's going to bring so much to this episode and she brings so much to the communities and the people that she she works with and deals with on a daily basis. She is truly one of a kind. But by trade, she is a brand strategist by profession and graphic designer by trade. She's an author of a children's book and an active entrepreneur. She is the founder of a multi-award winning creative studio, White River Design, and the highly acclaimed brand personality system. She recently launched Brand Magic, a platform to educate creatives in brand archetypes and empower them to create better business. She is the branding expert on the Build My Brand 12-part series and the creator of online program, A Brand Magic Masterclass. Debbie also set up and runs the Creative Fringe, Western Sydney's most inspiring co-working space. Debbie gets a kick out of empowering her clients through their branding and watching them grow their businesses. She is a charismatic leader who inspires the best in others. This has been evident in the creation of her co-working space, the Creative Fringe. The connections and relationships that Debbie is able to build are strong and long-lasting, and Debbie's biggest bugbear is the word can't, and she lives with her can-do attitude. And I can 100% say the Creative Fringe, if you are in Western Sydney and you've been thinking, oh, I want a co-working space, I don't want to have to travel to the city, I can highly recommend the Creative Fringe. It is a really cool space. And every single time I go there, I meet someone that I genuinely feel like I'm going to be connected to for life. Um, There's a lot of awesome people that work out of there. And there's a lot of awesome people that have worked out of there. And there's a lot that you can get out of working in that space. So a little shout out, especially to her space, the Creative Fringe. If you have not checked it out, please do that. So today we're going to talk about the importance of a brand promise. So I'm really excited to bring Debbie on. Debbie, thank you so much for joining us again. I'm so grateful you are back with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be back. Yeah, it was awesome. Last episode was really good. So if you haven't checked that out, go back and find it because we talked all things brand personalities. But today we're talking brand again because Debbie is the queen of brand. And today we're talking about brand promises and the importance of them. Oh, I love this one. Mm. And this is so underutilized, can I say, because as business owners, you know, we spend a lot of time focusing on our mission and our vision, but that's all about us. It's about what we want to achieve for our business. And branding is about what our customers think of us. So branding is completely different. So what we have to do is we need to flip the narrative and we need to focus 
on the customer and go, right, what are we going to promise them? Something that's going to make them go, oh my God, I absolutely want to work with this person because they get me. Yeah. So this is where it's it's a very different way of looking at things. And not a lot of businesses have spent a lot of time on their promise because there's that whole saying is what's in it for them. So when you're talking about you, you know, you're looking at your marketing or whatever, it's always that story of what is in it for them. So the same thing applies with your brand story. What is in it for them? What is, what are you going to, what pain point are you going to alleviate to make them go, I want to work with that business opposed to their competitor? Can I tell a couple of stories? Please go. Fantastic. So (laughs) the first story I want to tell is about this organization that I work with and they deal with the youth in crisis. Okay. These are kids aged 12 to 24. So it's quite a diverse range. And so they're problems of very different magnitudes. There might be massive challenges at home where there could be some form of abuse or neglect. There could be problems at school where they're learning disabilities or bullying situations. There could be social challenges that these kids are are going through. There could be home displacement. There's so so many challenges, right? And so when I was working with this organization and we're trying to come up with their brand personality, they were saying, you know, we're we're brainstorming all the challenges, like, you know, kids not having a safe place, a place to sleep, healthy food, somewhere to go after school, like all these different things. And we're throwing it out there. And they were saying, you know, we, we just, we can't promise a bed for the night because if we don't have any beds that night... we're going to let the kid down. Uh, We can't promise them that they're going to go back to a safe home because we don't have any control over that environment. So we we went and we dug deeper and deeper and deeper until we got to the crux of of, of a really serious problem for these kids. And it's that whether they're at home trying to talk to their parents, their siblings, at school trying to talk to their teachers, even trying to talk to their friends, they felt like nobody was listening. Mm. No one was listening to them or hearing them or and so this was a fundamental problem. Now we've all we've all experienced this that if you are able to talk something through often you're able to solve the problem just by talking it through. Oh, 100%. Right? And so this is why, you know, having your uh, counselors or mentors, your psychologists, whatever in your space is so important because just by talking through some things, you solve a whole lot of problems. So we were like, okay, well, would it be possible, Brian promised that you listen? And they all just stopped and they went, yes, like we that we can promise. So now their brand promise is simply we listen. And from the receptionist who answers the phone through all the caseworkers, all the way up to the CEO, that if a child wants to talk, they have categorical permission to stop everything they're doing and to listen. Oh, that is beautiful. Can you see how powerful that is? Yeah. Now, when you've got all these different organizations out there and all of them are saying, we can help, we can help, and there's one going, we listen. Mm. You see how that now suddenly, if 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 somebody is feeling like they're not being heard, they're not being listened to, that would be so fundamentally profound. Yeah, totally. That is and life changing, right? It is, and it has completely changed this brand because they are now attracting those people who are like, we we really need help, and we feel like they they're going to listen. Yeah. I think that's the thing, especially in that space, like probably it is a lot of let's just solve the problem for them rather than actually listen and hear what the real problem is because we put our own stuff on people too, right? I mean, that's a yeah. whole other 
conversation. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, and so, so amazing. Finding, yeah, finding out what that promise is. So for example, with myself in my branding studio, so what we found over the years is that when people were coming to us, they were one of their biggest concerns is, well, what if I don't like it? Mm. What if what if you're creating me this strategy and what if I don't like it? And so our promise is we promise to build you a brand that you will be proud of. Because I don't know about you, but words like nice and like are so meh, right? <laughs> I want proud. I don't yeah. want you to just like your brand. Yeah. I want you to be proud of your brand. So I've actually used a word that comes from really deep inside. Yeah. Because if you're proud of something, what do you do? You tell people. Yeah. And so, so this true. is what I want you, I want people to do. I want them to go out and tell the world about their brand because that's how their business is going to grow. So can you see how by tapping into a pain point mm. and creating a promise around that and really going to something quite emotive that a, a business can build a promise that it really resonates with their customer? Yeah, because I think there's, and I think you're, you've really hit the nail on the head there with the emotive thing. Because yeah. I think we hear a lot of, and, and I, I often talk about language in marketing too, right? Because we hear a lot of like just fluffy language or like language that really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But I think when we're building these brand promises or when we're trying to attract customers or whatever it is that we're doing, the more we can resonate and, and you know, spark emotion in people. Emotion makes people feel like they can connect with you. Because there's vulnerability in emotion, right? Yeah, but also when we make decisions, most of our decisions are made emotive, like through emotion, yeah. emotively. Like we don't make a lot of strategic decisions, decisions made on facts and figures. We normally make our decisions on based feel. on emotion. Yeah, intuition, right? Whether we know that it's intuition, because not everyone's in tune with the fact that they're using their intuition, but it's always yeah. like, oh, I had a good feeling about that. Exactly. And mm. the perfect example for that is if, for example, you're looking to buy a new house, okay? Yeah. And you go to the real estate agent and you say, all right, I'm looking for a three-bedroom home with a, you know, a bathroom and a backyard. And the real estate agent takes you to see three houses and you walk into one and you're like, yeah, you walk into another one and you're like, well, this is quite nice. I don't know, but it's it's quite nice. And you walk into the third one, you're like, oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, they all fit the criteria. They're house hunters, great. man. Have you ever watched House Hunters? Yes. Oh, this is perfect. Sorry, House Hunters is like a favorite in my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing, right? And so that they each one of those homes fit the criteria. They mm. all have the three bedrooms, one bathroom, backyard. Yeah. However, one has this emo like emotionally you feel it. Yeah. And that's, that's true. what we base our decisions on. Yeah. Unless we're buying something like, I don't know, a big screen TV or a something. Fridge. A fridge. You I just felt connected to my fridge. <laughs> I'm connected to my fridge. So for that, you kind of want to know that it's going to fit everything that you want and it's going to get to this temperature and it's yeah. going to fit the space, right? But you know what? You know what sells you on the fridge is customer service, I reckon. Yes. And that's a whole that's, other discussion. And well, and that, that becomes the emotion piece, right? How yeah. do they make us feel? But that's and that's also part of the brand promise because if of course. that pr brand promise also like customer service comes into that. And because also, so is internal, right? If you set a brand promise, that's also a promise to your people. It is. And so this is the thing. So let's go back to the, the not-for-profit and we listen. They actually follow that through their entire business. Mm. So even internally with their team, it's their promise, right? So if somebody within their team wants to talk or has an issue or has an idea or whatever, their promise is we listen. 
Yeah, and they will stop and they'll listen. And so yeah. it actually permeates into the entire culture of the brand. And if there's one thing that you do every single day, it is to focus on what that promise is and deliver on that one thing. Yeah. So for us, every single day, our promise is to, to create you a brand that you'll be proud of. Everything that we do every day is to make sure that we deliver on that, Yeah. that one piece. And this is the other thing about a promise is you only need one. You don't need five. So I was working with a bus company and this is like the largest bus company in Australia. They have something like 70% of the buses on the the roads in Australia and nobody knows this brand's name. It's insane. Um, And they they actually tend to to tend it to governments and most of the governments use this particular company and even the governments don't know this brand. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But anyway, we, I was in this room with all the C-suite. Okay. And so it was just a room full of men. And I was talking to them about brand promise and they were trying to get their heads around this concept. (laughs) You know, they, they used to the whole mission and vision and all that kind of stuff. Now we're suddenly talking about a brand promise, which is a completely different thing. So I said to them, okay, as an example, I said, as an example, if you were to promise a clean bus, a friendly driver, a safe bus, the bus arriving on time. And like, I just threw out a bunch of ideas, right? And they sat there and they went, yeah, yeah, all of those. Let's do all of those. And I said, well, no, you can't do all of them because you're going to drop the ball on something. Yeah. So you can't you can't do all of them. Now, when we looked at their stats, at the time, the buses were running at about 65% on time, which is not very high, but, you know, it's above half halfway. So they were like, yeah, we're doing okay. Look, um, considering what I hear about Sydney trains, that's probably fantastic. They're probably doing a lot better. Anyway, I said to them, what if, because you see your brand promise needs to stretch you mm. as well. Like it can't just be just give this flippant promise and think that that's going to be enough. It actually has to stretch you. So when we looked at them and we said, okay, what if your brand promise was to deliver the buses on time? Because we went through we went through all the pain points and the main pain point about taking public transport is you're not going to get to your destination on time. That mm-hmm. became the biggest, biggest pain point because people go, I can take the bus. I just don't trust that it's going to get me there. So I'm going to... Interesting. Fly, right? So we were like, okay, what if we were to promise to get the bus on on time? Like what what would that look like? And they all sat there and went, oh, we can't do that. And I said, okay, well, there would have to be caveats. There would have to be caveats along things like get there on time other than acts of God. You know, if there's a massive big pothole in the road or if there's a tornado or floods or whatever, like there's certain things that there's nothing you can do about. Yeah. And the general public gets that too, right? They, they do. They do. Anyway... So we actually, we did it so that the brand promise is to endeavor. So we used the word endeavor. They felt Mm. happy if we used the word endeavor. (laughs) Endeavor to get you to your destination on time. Okay. Now what this did was they actually changed all of their systems. So it meant that the cleaner who cleaned the bus before the bus driver got there had to have the bus cleaned on time. Mm. The bus driver had to get there before time so that they were driving out of the depot 100% on time. It meant that they had their traffic controllers who, if there was an accident coming up, would look at the route and go, okay, we can actually reroute this bus 
and not miss a bus stop, but we would miss the accident. And they would call through to the bus driver saying, all right, I'm going to talk you through a reroute. You're going to go left on Smith, up High Street, and then back right onto whatever to get back onto your, so that you miss this accident. They put all of these measures in place. Do you know they went from a 65% on-time rate to 89%? Wow. Now, that is a massive difference from a time perspective. And there were certain things that they were just stuck that they, they, they you know, but that 11% was something that they didn't have a lot of control over. Yeah. But from 65 up to 89%, huge. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. What that then did to the entire brand meant that when they were now tendering for these big, and I'm talking like $15 billion tenders, like wow. we're not talking small tenders. Yeah. Um, you know, we worked on a tender that was worth $1.6 billion. Wow. Like that was a tender we worked with it. So we're not talking smidgies, little bits of money, but what it meant now is that they had stats to show that they had gone from 65% up to 89% on time. That does a lot for the, the brand and being able to say we can actually deliver on this. So that promise can be so fundamentally important in any, in any brand. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much, Debbie. That's fantastic examples. And like, I think it just shows that also it's seeped into every single corner of that business, yes. which is the important part. Like, I think one of the things that we get hyper-focused on is how does this help our customers? How does this help our marketing? Or how does this help us show up in the, the market or against our competitors or whatever? And we actually forget that we got to get internal right too, right? Because then that will also move all of that forward externally as well. So I think that's really great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I hope that's helpful. Very helpful. Thanks for coming on again. As always, I'll have all your details in the show notes um, of where people can find you. And thank you for, for coming on the show. And I'm sure you'll be back again. Oh, I'd love to. 